I walked into it as the first one, like having no. Oh my god! No The crazy thing is, I like moved it further away. I feel like now <laughs> it's now it's even louder than before. Oh my god! <laughs> Honestly. Welcome back to our fourth Christmas episode of the month, as well as our 20th... Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. We're off to a hot start here. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, as well as our 20th episode of The Dicks in the Back Row, which is uh, pretty cool. 20 episodes of virtually zero people listening. I'm Max Healy out in Nashville, and in Boston, we have Tim Begin. How are you, Timmy? I am fantastic, Max. Excellent. Yeah, yes. we also have the one and only Michael Preble. How are you, sir? Oh, Max, I'm just delighted to be here with you guys on a Tuesday. Just, just rip roaring up about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just all these sorts of mishaps. Yes, the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic that everyone always rewatches. And uh, <laughs> also on the week's, uh, Jesus, fuck, I'm fucking this up. Damn it! Also well, on East, Max, it's time to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Head down to the dungeon. <laughs> Get in the dungeon. Also on the East Coast with us this week is Derek Brady, fresh off a bunch of buffalo wings. How are you, Derek? I'm I'm not on not on the East Coast. I am uh, all right. I am in Boilermaker Country in West Lafayette, Indiana. Indiana. That's close enough. East Coast, Indiana. You know <laughs> that, that works. And I'm, I'm excited to watch <laughs> this this holiday classic. Me just being the typical. Uh, East Coast guy that I am. It's like Derek said he was on the Eastern Time Zone this week. I'm like, okay, so he's probably somewhere near an ocean. Indiana. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm directly north of Nashville, but somehow in the East Eastern Time Zone. Makes perfect sense. Well, this week we watched 1996's Jingle All the Way, directed by Brian Levent and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, and Rita Wilson. And uh, before we actually get into it, have you guys all seen this movie before? This is my first time. No, actually, never mind. I have seen it. This is my first time, and I am positive about that. I saw this movie in theaters again. Because <laughs> yep. I'm I a senior too. citizen. <laughs> yeah, so 22 years ago. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I hadn't seen it since. And I know. I mean, I know it was like crushed by the critics, but it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I just remember it being like, even as a kid, right. being like, "Oh well, well that was fun," and that's kind of it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just kind of just exists. I think I enjoyed it more this past week watching it than I did in theaters because I remember in theaters not liking it, but I don't know. <laughs> Arnold for some reason can just get a pass just because he's like strangely charismatic, even though he can't speak English. But <laughs> I mean, Sinbad and Phil Hartman were hilarious in this movie. Oh, oh dude, Sinbad was great. Sinbad's awesome. Phil Hartman's. Always great, R.I.P. Um, I was talking about Sinbad there, um, but uh, but yeah, I see. I I don't like Arnie in this movie. It's a classic. Like he's like you know they they set it up so simply. It means you know he's like oh, I'm family man. I work too hard, and you know it's like archetype there. They just like shove Arnold into it, and there's like it's gonna be funny because he's Austrian. And his <laughs> name is like Langston or something. His last yeah. name is like my name's Hank Langston, and I like to talk to you about this. It's like, oh, okay, thanks a lot. I sell right. mattresses. <laughs> yeah. Is that that was a big question I had. Is that, is that what he does? Is he like the sleepies guy, like the Barney and Phil's of Minneapolis or whatever? Yeah. 
Yeah, I oh, think man. he's he's you're my number one customer. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Also, I, I watched this on a uh, a Sunday afternoon, drinking a Starbucks holiday coffee with a Christmas tree in front of me, and all the windows in my house open because it was like seventy degrees outside. So happy global <laughs> warming Christmas to you all, because it's probably gonna be fifteen tomorrow. But movie opens up with Arnold's son Jamie, um, also. A.K.A. Jamie. Jamie. Anakin Skywalker from uh, the super shitty Star Wars episode one. Mm. And uh, he's watching the Turbo Man TV show, which looks like a crossover between Power Rangers and Flash Gordon. Yeah, that's that's, that's the note I put. It's very Power Rangers opening scene. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that pink monster? <laughs> what is that thing? I forgot his name, but that's what I was going to put down to. Is that that's like the worst sidekick? It's like <laughs> it's Chewbacca's like, retarded brother, like gay <laughs> Chewbacca. It's it's the runners up for the uh, Philadelphia Booster. Flyers mascot. Yeah, Booster, gay Booster. Chewbacca. It was basically like a cross between a walrus, uh, like an orangutan. And uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Mixed with me after a heaping serving of buffalo wings. <laughs> I'm actually just well, thinking about it right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's... They, uh, Monsters, Inc. just straight up ripped that character off. I think that is Sully. Is it Sully or what's the one that John Goodman played? He's just blue. Never seen that movie. Nah, shame on you. Well, I was just—I was just really excited that we finally got to see like a biopic of Arnie playing himself as an absentee father, <laughs> minus all the sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was just Phil. He just projected that onto the Phil Hartman character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tim gets me. Tim gets me. Arnold's just rushing over directions, be like, "No, I think you need to touch it like this." Like, <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> when do we pay I mean, the hush money? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, Phil, that's not believable. <laughs> you have to be more maniacal about it. <laughs> yeah, so in this movie, he's Howard Langston, the suburban Minnesota workaholic who doesn't have time to see his family. Oh, my God, I fucking love this so much. Howard Clear. Langston, the Austrian-American. Oh, God. Why don't just make him an Austrian immigrant, and the reason why he works so much is because he he's came from nothing. Like, he can't even fucking pronounce Minneapolis. Minneapolis, you can't fucking pronounce I, I can't it, pronounce anything. <laughs> I'm also from Austria. <laughs> wow. I had no the idea. The East man. Coast, oh. <laughs> Sunshine State. That, I think that's like too deep of a dive to go into into a kid's movie. It's yeah, like, I guess you know, so. uh, he's just like hardworking, you know, immigrant because he came over here. It's like, no, you just have to make him this like. Somehow, this like mattress mogul who has like a Silicon Valley office, but still conducts all and has all these employees, but still conducts all his sales personally. The all-American family man, Arnold right. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Did you see his office? Like that's a fucking mattress store. That looks like that looks like a Google headquarters. Well, I thought like where he sits up above everyone, it was kind of more of a sweatshop type scenario where he's like looking down on his subordinates. That's exactly what I'm saying. Google yeah. headquarters. <laughs> what do we not get about Google headquarters? Not not to skip ahead too far, but do we want to? Do we think that uh, this this scene with the number one customer and the uh, the the Santa warehouse were shot in the same fucking place? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's what I was thinking when it came back into that. I was like, is this the same? Like, what? Which was all just a leasing spot in the Mall of America. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure this movie was shot in maybe like five days. <laughs> Speaking of, like, this movie could have taken place in like two hours or like 30 days. Oh, yeah. For all I know. It I know. seems like this is the longest, longest fucking day of all time. It really is. But uh, yeah, so Arnold, the workaholic, he's just telling everyone, he's like, remember, you're my number one customer. And boy, he also says it on the phone to his wife. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh. That fucking hooker. <laughs> Tom Hanks' wife, what a hooker. Is, is that, that Tom, really who that is? Is that Tom Hanks' yeah. wife? Yeah, yeah, they've been married for 30 years. Really? They're still married, huh? Still married. I mean, you, gotta, you marry Tom Hanks. You're not, you're not, I'm marrying Tom Hanks. Come on. Hey, did you see that O face in the Green Mile? I wouldn't unmarry that. <laughs> <laughs> the one that Tim sends every day. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't sent it in a long time. You guys are getting one tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like that's going to be my face immediately when we finish this podcast, and I get rid of these wings in my bathroom. <laughs> okay, is that how quickly you digest things? I mean, it's not healthy, Tim. I do not have a healthy digestive system or I'm circulatory just... system. Or anything, or respiratory. Expect, no, I would just expect the opposite. I would expect it like you to have like a turd gestation period similar to like an elephant's, you know, like a three year, <laughs> it's like a three year cycle. No, nah, it all just spills out of me like a like a landfill. <laughs> oh, damn it! Yeah. All right, that's not going to be in the podcast. <laughs> Boy, Nick Nikki's going to love this one. <laughs> she, oh yeah, she's already turning off at this point. All right. Well, let's get back into it. So, uh, the ne- uh, pretty much the next scene is just to show you that he's like Jim Carrey and liar, liar. He makes promises to his son that he can't keep, and it's just tunnel visioned on work. But you know, as, as, like Tim mentioned, um, unlike Jim Carrey in Liar, Liar, he's not tunnel visioned on getting laid. That goes to Ted Malton, played by Phil Hartman. And I'm pretty sure Rita Wilson's the only mom in this karate class that Phil Hartman hasn't banged. It's such a, a strange dynamic. You know, Phil Hartman's Phil Hartman. He's very funny, but he's not a good-looking guy, and his nope. character's not, like, set up to be this good-looking guy. But he's he's apparently banging this entire neighborhood because he's nice to the women? Well, like, what yeah. what what guy looks like that and is, is, is that handy? Like, that guy is a fucking computer repairman. He's not a home repairman. That's not how this fucking thing works. Well, Paco's seen the pornos. I've, 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 seen, the I've seen enough <laughs> pizza delivery men, pool naked repairmen, pool boys, to know that divorcees like a fit young man. And Phil Hartman is not that. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, oh, you know what? He's got just the tool for the job. <laughs> You guys catch that? I did think that was like a very odd choice to make for like a children's movie. There's this implication that like all these women are just like very excited to fuck Phil Hartman or <laughs> right. have already done so. And it was just like, why are they doing this? Well, I felt, They're I felt desperate. Like, I felt like throughout this yeah. movie, there were like a bunch of moments where they make like dick jokes, but kids wouldn't get them. So it was kind of like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the dads in the audience. Like, like clearly there's nothing wrong with this scene. They're I just mean, talking first, about repairs. Uh, well, I mean, after that first scene, like, I kind of wanted to fuck Phil Hartman. <laughs> Will you do the Troy I mean, McClure voice? <laughs> also, Ted just demasculating Arnold by setting up all the Christmas lights at his house as well. Yeah, I don't know what's the worst thing to do. Like, hang someone else's Christmas lights or refer to yourself in the third person like he did. 
<laughs> so, I mean, honestly, if some guy if some guy was hanging Christmas lights on my house, that guy would be, you know, he'd be buried in my backyard. <laughs> You'd become part of the decorations. Yeah, he would become part of the decorations. Tied. Thank you, man. Tim, I like this Halloween theme you have. All these corpses hanging in your yard. <laughs> yes. Tis the theme. season, right? Yes. Yeah, right, gang? But, and they've all got... there before Christmas. They've all got <laughs> signs hanging from their neck like, Unemployed. Recently <laughs> recently fired. They're, like, my front yard and my house would, like, be sort of reminiscent of, like, Vlad the Impaler. Like, you know, like Vlad Dracula. <laughs> From like, a, from like ancient Romanian texts, people would all be like, "Wow, this guy's really going on for the holidays." Look at all the all, look at all the Christmas crosses and all the Jesus crosses he has in the front yard. Right. <laughs> what a holy spiritual man. Right. Yes. Yes. You will be Festive. my Jack Skeleton. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Nikki was watching with this with me at this point too, and she said, uh, "In that scene when they pull into the street and like Arnold's house is the only one on the block that doesn't have lights, she's like, oh, they don't have any lights.'" Just told her, "It's like, well, it's probably because Arnold's dad was a Nazi and they didn't celebrate Christmas growing up." There's our Nazi reference. <laughs> Banging and true. <laughs> hey <laughs> Arnold's dad was a Nazi. Yep. <laughs> Voluntarily. <clears throat> Before he was born, uh, but yep. <laughs> Rebel. I think there might have been some indoctrination into that, in you know, involved. Well, I, can, I can tell you, it's kind of got that the Uberman thing down pat for for Mister World. So, <laughs> they, uh, oh god! Tell you one thing, they definitely. Am I oh, right, Jesus. gang? Oh, boy. oh no! That's 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 tasteless. Not again! God damn it! <laughs> what did Preble tell you? Uh, they just said this five days this. ago. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The alcohol, the alcohol kills my memory. I've got like a 38-minute memory span. <laughs> i got a 38-minute... Uh, uh, what's, what's the, the word, word for it? <laughs> <laughs> Brain stuff. You know. So Arnold's son's pissed off because he didn't make it to his karate class. So in order to make up for it, he needs to buy him his love, which is a Turbo Man action figure. Unfortunately, they're the hottest toy out there, and already uh, he had already told his wife that uh, he got two weeks ago, but he forgot. Can we can we talk about Arnie's karate? <laughs> I would love to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger karate movie. <laughs> Holy God, that whole scene was hilarious. Also, if if you ever wanted to see Arnold Schwarzenegger do an American accent, you just saw it, and you never need to see it again. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Do you want to know what? This would have been a perfect time to be a really good fucking parent for Arnold Schwarzenegger, for Mr. Langston in this goddamn movie, and tell that kid to get a goddamn job and that Santa isn't fucking real. <laughs> get your own Turbo you are, Man. Yeah. You want these you, toys, you have to work for them. Exactly. This movie is like, uh, just like made for me to get angry. It's just like this, like lazy, these lazy Americans running around. Oh, I just need toys. All I need is toys. You know what people, kids in Africa want for Christmas? They want water. God damn it! <laughs> How yeah, you shut also, the fuck up about your, your goddamn Turbo Man? Yeah, Arnold had to work in the factories, giving sixty-five percent of his paycheck to the United Nations. Hey. Really, that one's <laughs> offensive. Are you serious? <laughs> Again, that's fact. <laughs> 
Alright, well, next morning, which is Christmas Eve, Arnold promises that they'll go to the Christmas parade that they actually never go to every year. And uh, he says he needs to go to the office, but he really needs to get this Turbo Man doll. Can we talk about the fact that that when they're in the kitchen and they're talking about he's got to go to the office, she's like, well, why do you have to go to the office on Christmas Eve? He goes, because I'm assuming Jamie at this point is like a 10-year-old kid. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, I have to pick up the (laughs) D-O-L-L. It's like, oh, my God, what? The kid's just blowing bubbles in his cereal. No, it's just like these parents pampering this little like, baby. He's like 12 years old, and they're still treating him like a fucking seven-year-old. Because he's the chosen one. one. <laughs> I just put you one. were the chosen one! You know what I had when I was 12? I had a paper route. Like a real man. Yeah, getting was, chased off of my Uncle Dean's front door of this German Shepherds. That's what, he was, right. that's what Tim was doing when he was 12. I, that develops character. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just put, why the hell can't he spell... Oh, because his dad's a retard. Yeah, he's a, he's a boss. That's a, that's not okay. I don't, I don't know about that. This guy is de- this this Austrian immigrant has developed a, a mattress empire in <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, this that's an impressive feat. <laughs> he might be up there with Mr. Cochran as far as my favorite businessman in uh, in these movies. Conrad Cochran. Right. But. Yeah, back in the day when he actually had to wait on the cold, yeah, you're just stuck with people like Simbad, who's just going on an all-star get-a-job rant about how the toy cartels are just taking advantage of all the hardworking adults who can't afford all these damn expensive toys. Well, that's the, my note for that is that me and Simbad would be best friends in this movie. <laughs> At least strangles a woman in public. Yep. <laughs> I know. That was a little much. <laughs> One of like, many wait, felonies wait, that Simbad uh, makes in this movie. Uh, but you know what? He's funny, so it doesn't matter. And then we get to see a very young Chris Parnell. Yeah, yeah. Because after everyone just tramples the front uh, the front store due to death, Sinbad and Arnold find out that the last Turbo Man has already been uh, sold, and uh, everyone just kind of laughs at him, including Chris Parnell. And then you just have some solid Arnold action faces of him just scaring everyone in the store and assaulting half the staff. Yeah. And I, I was I was excited that, that that front door guy got his you know comeuppance because you know he first off he's at the front door and he doesn't like look at his watch he pulls out a fucking pocket watch and shows it to Arn. This is fucking nineteen ninety six. Come on, guys. Yeah. Also, I also just didn't like how this store was so ill prepared. Like they all know what they want. They all rush in. That's like oh we Poor don't pain. have anything here. No. Like, oh no. good. Orderly fashion. Come on, Arnold will tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in line. Well, just put it on the front fucking door. No more Turbo Man. Like, also, yeah, let him know. Would did this really happen? Like, because there's been like I think there's multiple movies that have sort of like have involve a premise like this, where it's like there's a toy that you know gets sold out and everyone's looking for it. Bro, yeah. tickle me Elmo. Really? It happened. Oh yeah, dude. I remember when that was a thing. You guys again, Beanie Babies. You're, you're, remember that shit. Your elder, your your sage elder here. Uh, I remember Tickle Me Elmo. There there were fights over that shit. <laughs> yeah, they said it was kind of also inspired by um, Cabbage Patch Kids and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So I never just got that. Why wouldn't the toy company just make way more toys? Supply and demand. That's right. Yeah, but obviously, there's way more demand than they have supply for. Did this movie not teach you anything, Tim? God Apparently damn it, not. Rebel. Well, no, it it did teach me. A, it did. Phil Hartman taught me a lot about adultery. So, 
<laughs> and how to identify no, it. I thought that was the main point of the movie was yeah. that if you want something, just be a terrible person and try and like apparently like fuck every person in the neighborhood. Just always remember. Yeah, always remember that your next door neighbor is always trying to fuck your wife. Right. Always. Always. So uh, my next door neighbors are gay. A <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but just soak it in, boys. It's, it's true. My next door neighbors are gay. Well, you then have a montage of all the tour store employees laughing and pointing their fingers at Arnold, fishing off with Arnold hilariously just attacking a full size cutout Turbo Man that also fights him back. <laughs> I laughed at that. I don't know why. It's so fucking stupid. But I kind of don't understand, like, it, you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger is just, like, good at fighting in this movie for no reason. Like, there's never been, like, a premise set up. Like, you know, <laughs> he's, like, some, like, martial art. He just is good at fighting for some reason. And everyone's intimidated. But what, because he's big? That's not That's not real life. No, it isn't at all. Well, I, mean, I don't even think he's, like, that big in real life. Like, he's, like, 5'11 or something. He's, like, 6'2". He? He's, 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 he's a really? pretty big dude, yeah. Still well, I mean, honestly, a small one. Maybe Stallone's the small one. Let's be honest. If if these people can ignore the fact that this wholesome all-American man has a thick Austrian accent, they're <laughs> definitely going to disregard his muscle tone. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so then also, uh, while this is all happening, back in Arnold's house, Phil Harbin's just getting all rapey hands with Arnold's wife. And this is at the point, too, I realized that he was doing the Lionel Hutz lawyer voice from The Simpsons. Which makes it even funnier when he's also making like Bill Cosby eye rolling faces at Rita Wilson. Oh, <laughs> uh, would it be acceptable behavior for me to play the entire cookie eating audio right now? What? <laughs> just, just sit back and listen, Tim. Uh. But your wife's cookies are out of this world. What? A- who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just shopping Liz out little in the kitchen. She's baking up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! <laughs> I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her we'll be a few minutes late. But you shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here. And... Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Liz. Put that cookie down! Now! <laughs> the faces Hartman, that he makes, though. Oh. Uh, dude, Phil Hartman just, just coming for 40 seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, after uh, Arnold screams, put the cookies down, he uh, runs to the Sinbad who proposes that they team up, but Arnold doesn't want to. So then they overhear that there's a few toys left at the Mall of America, and they make a mad dash to the mall. Um, also while this happens Arnold breaks the bike of the same cop that pulled him over the night before and uh, that guy's just gonna have a rough day talking about having a long fucking day this, this poor cop gets his ass beaten like three times like all this shit it's he, like he gets cop is not gonna catch a break he gets blown up <laughs> yeah yeah um, I also do like at the Mall of America though the guy who's making the announcements is uh, using a speaking spell <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> oh god just also laugh aloud funny with uh, Sinbad because um, when the speaking spell guy is just saying that there's plenty of Turbo Men friends on still on sale, Sinbad just goes ape shit and just like, we don't want it! We don't want it! <laughs> oh, God. 
Also, <laughs> dumb move. Like, you have all these, like, fucking rabid parents that are just freaking the fuck out, and you just throw all these lucky balls just straight up in the air. Like, you're expecting that to go well. Well, I'm I'm more upset with Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger in this scene because there are 10 to 20 balls that go right by their hands. I mean, yeah. right by their hands. These fucking two guys have the worst fucking hands on the planet. Yeah, like old, old yeah. ladies are beating them to it. That's because they want it more, Max. They have the desire, the drive. Which is funny, since Sinbad is 6'5", he should definitely be able to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Bigger than Arnold, fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then uh, you have people tackling each other, old women just biting Arnold's hands, and then as Arnold grabs one, uh, Sinbad hits him with a taser, and then uh, after this, uh, Sinbad gets attacked and screams Rodney King, and you have a big chase scene. <laughs> so much <laughs> <laughs> so apparently uh, almost all the dialogue in this movie by Sinbad was just improvised oh I can imagine yeah yeah I was gonna say after a while because a lot of it didn't make any sense no he's like you know what I'll be I'll just be crazy that's what I'll be so like whatever I say people will just accept I, like, oh, I went okay. to community college for a semester so I know what I'm talking about <laughs> that was funny though I like that Every, like Sinbad's this big joke now but you listen to like a lot of stand up comedians talk about him and they're like he was, uh, he was really funny like, well, he, I thought he was, was great super funny yeah well no but I mean just like in general like as a he was like a really funny comedian you know yeah, yeah. And he, he just could, like, he got his little typecast of just doing kid movies kind of ruined right, him exactly yeah but you can like see it in this movie he's just like he's quick with it he, he's got like oh yeah a, he's got a good line anytime he needs one yeah I haven't seen Sinbad in a movie in forever since I was probably like eight or nine years old so like I was just assuming him to be corny too because that's just his rep now but yeah I mean as a 29 year old I thought he was fucking hilarious right <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you have this big chase scene with Arnold hunting down this little boy or girl. And who fucking knows? It's 1996. Everyone had a fucking mushroom cut back then. Yeah. I thought that was a guy. I did, too. And he says, I think he says little it's girl. a little girl. Right? Give, me, like, little girl give me the ball, little girl. It's like, I was like, like a head shaking moment. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that was a twist in this movie, guys. <laughs> yeah. That was the twist. <laughs> Indeed. That's it. So uh, after this, you have like a mob boss like Santa, played by uh, James Belushi. Just is it James Belushi or is it who's the other one? Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Belushi. Jim, right? Short yeah, for James. Who names a kid Jim and James? That's just stupid. You're just expecting to fuck those names up. Anyway, the one who's still alive and not as funny, who's playing a Santa in this movie, uh, he's just pretty much acting like this last Turbo Man that they have available is just some like ransom negotiation. Yeah, I really did not like. Jim Belushi's like part in it. I understood it was like part of the whole, like a part of the whole, but I was just like, fucking every time I see him, I immediately want to throw whatever I have in my hand straight through the screen I'm watching. Killed the wrong <laughs> so boy. Like, wrong yes. kid died. Wrong kid died. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you think he's been sent that on Twitter? Oh my God. Like he's probably not on right. Twitter for that reason. Yeah. It's like, I get it, guys. He died 40 years ago. Leave him alone. <laughs> he is left alone. We want you. <laughs> uh, so Arnold Belushi and the same elf actor from Seinfeld uh, go to this underground <laughs> Santa workshop. Uh, but the Turbo Man is some like Japanese-speaking version that also breaks into a million pieces. So then they get to this like hilarious fight. 
that uh, includes Mini Me getting punched in the face by the Big Show and getting launched like fifty feet backwards. The big Show. Yeah, that was that was crazy. It, it's like they, <laughs> they here comes the Big Show and then immediately Midget <laughs> Santa Mini-Me. follows. It's like Mini-Me. what is happening? <laughs> I know, he gets what I mean. Like this, this whole like thing is just like a thing. And then what else would be crazy to happen? I know we got like a like a you know some cartel of Santas and they run this black market. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a fight that breaks out. And I was like, oh my god. There's so many parallels to this in Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, like Minnie Me getting launched like the security guard. You guys just want to do that one again? No. It just kind of maybe goes to show that Arnold had a lot more pull in the writing room in both movies than we may have thought. <laughs> you know what would be even funnier? If I hit something really hard. No. Santas. There are Santas who have uh, a bunch of stuff that's stolen. But but Arnold, how would the, the Santas have access to a bunch of stolen toys? Because the Santa. <laughs> no. It's a Christmas no. movie. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. How would the Santas have access to all these fucking toys? They're mall Santas. It's not like they like run the stores. Oh, hush, Tim. You don't need to know that. You're thinking too hard. Mm. This whole movie requires you to not, yeah, I was gonna say, to not think, to not pay attention to things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'll go back to sleep. Start drooling. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this, uh, there's a police sting at the Santa workshop, and then Arnold runs out of gas and calls Jamie. And uh, again, you have a liar, liar scene of the kids saying that Arnold never keeps up with his promises, which oh, is sad. God. What? No, no, no. What? Yes, that happened. What he, what he says is, <laughs> what, what does Turbo Man always say? Always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. Why the fuck would a superhero <laughs> ever say that? Like, what is the premise behind that statement? This is a guy who beats people to a bloody pulp for a living. You don't want to be his friend. <laughs> right. Like, oh, God damn it. And he's talking to people who have their brains exposed. <laughs> <laughs> he's befriended some bizarre, toxic, toxic animal, or whatever the hell it is. Butthole Chewbacca. Some abomination. If this was me, and I was talking to my kid, and he talked to me like that, I would have gone on a tirade. <laughs> I'm told the man of the house. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I'm like six feet tall. I could kick your ass. No, but I would have been like, dude, here's your Christmas present. You want a fucking, like, you know, a, a fucking do- stupid doll? Here's your Christmas present. I'm going to feed you three square three square meals a day until you're 18. That's a nice fucking present. Don't make me call grandpa over. You don't want that. Right. 99% of the goddamn world would love that present. Also, it seems like every single time Arnold uses a public phone, Simbad is right behind him. So, uh, yeah. which also happens here. And uh, they swap swigs of whiskey at this diner until they hear on the radio that the first person to name all eight reindeer will win a new doll. So Simbad just rips the phone cord straight out of uh, the box. And hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. We completely papered over the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger imagines Simbad as his child drinking whiskey at this diner. Yep, yeah, that happened. The kid, the kid took that shot like a bitch. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Holy shit. So you go to the dark side. <laughs> Although I will say, no reasonable, and I, like, I appreciate it again this is a movie, but like, no reasonable adult is like, oh, like my son didn't get the doll. As a result, he's going to become some like drunken lout. And I was like, no. Postman. This is, this is too much. It's too much. Just because Sinbad said so does not make it so. 
So no. that's what happened to me. And now I'm not a billionaire like my next door neighbor. If your life turns sh- shitty because you didn't get a doll, that's a brittle spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you deserve to be broken. Right. Indeed. Yeah. You need to turn that and you need to turn that into a motivating galvanizing event. I didn't get that doll, so I'm going to work hard to get the doll, and I'm going to work hard to make sure I get all the dolls for the rest of my life. Going to own every single fucking doll in the goddamn world. That's why I have so many dolls. <laughs> they call yeah, me the Doll King. Doll collection. Right. <laughs> so now please leave me alone. <laughs> I worked hard for these dolls. Now fuck off. Yes. Okay. It doesn't make me a loser. It makes me a very successful capitalist. <laughs> right. My dad's the mattress king. I'm the doll prince. There's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> <laughs> now let me be with my dog. <laughs> let me be. Go. So uh, I yeah. must have my tools. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, as I was interrupted by Derek about just making sure you can see this little kid just chug a bunch of whiskey. Um, they make a mad dash <laughs> to the radio station. There you go. That was the end of the sentence. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was the next so one I had is. The next note I had was, well, that's one way to cope with an absentee father. Um, I do love the fact that when they're running to the radio station, Sinbad's just throwing all the mail out of his bag just to run faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just that drop the bag. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not. Well, he needs that bag for some other packages later on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you don't you worry about that, because it gets real dark once they get into the radio station when Sinbad, again, just losing his shit, takes out a box and says it's a bomb. And then uh, Arnold loses his shit after the DJ tells him that it's only a certificate to get a Turbo Man. This whole thing is, again, out of control. Yep. Literally, Arnold was so jacked up about it. He, one, apparently flew past security, and then two, literally like blew a door off its hinges. <laughs> that was hilarious. It explodes. I mean, it's, it's like out of control. He's like, I know all of the... Don- I know the way to Exactly. No, no. It's unbelievable. And I don't know. I mean, I've never been to Minneapolis, but apparently they're all dumb pieces of shit. Because not a single person could call in to say all eight reindeer. Yeah. Shut, guys, shout out to our listeners in Minnesota. Yeah, I think they are. You're all dumb sacks of shit if you couldn't do that. Yeah, you got some dumbass who's just naming off the Jackson 5. It's like, well, first, yeah, that's not reindeer, like, and you only named five. That was, that was Bill Dooley. <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill didn't care that he just wanted to call so he could just talk about the Jackson Five. Yeah. Bill yep. is a little known. Bill is a little known fan of Minneapolis, Minnesota radio, and That's and true. a well known fan of the Jackson Five. <laughs> you know, a well known, extremely fan of Jackson well-known. Five. Only way you know that would be Bill Dooley, though, is that as um, he names off the Jackson Five. And then the DJ just goes, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. You just hear Bill on the, on the side just going, son of a bitch! And then they just hang up the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the receiver on the phone the DJ would be using would have furled eyebrows. When <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not hitting too many home runs on this movie, so we have to go somewhere. <laughs> and we just lost another listener. <laughs> 20 episodes, 20 less listeners. Right. <laughs> if we cut one listener out every episode, I think we're doing a great thing. We're doing we cut, the Lord's work. If we cut one listener out of every episode, only people that are listening to this is fucking us. <laughs> and my girlfriend. For oh. some unexplained reason. She's going to turn off eventually, too. Oh, well, Don't you worry. I know that none of her... It, it's like... I feel like my girlfriend listening to this podcast is like a dog taking a shit. Like, when she's doing it, she's completely ashamed that she's doing it. And doesn't want anyone to watch her do it. 
it's just she it's just a necessity for her you know like i've got to be supportive but i'm not going to tell any of my friends that i do this derek you're proving my point here yep there we go <laughs> swing it for the fences and sarah know? turns off <laughs> <laughs> also though i do love uh, another great sinbad rant with the uh, the dj who's also the dj's the guy who's uh he's the founder of national lampoon magazine that guy is he okay. yeah yeah but, i was wondering what he was from that's a good that's a good call max he was on roseanne too he was uh roseanne's boss for a few seasons that's, too. i think that's who i'm thinking yeah because his voice sounded incredibly familiar yeah he could not for the life of me figure out who he was he's done a bunch of like just small stuff but I just love the whole rant about it. It's like, you're the kind of guy who puts a trash can in front of the mailbox and I have to get out of my Jeep. It's like, don't you wait for saying hi, Mr. Mailman. I know who you are. <laughs> Once again, proving that Simbad and me are uh, are kindred spirits. They're simpatico. Yeah, I would have to say. Indeed. Yep. Especially in the next scene when all the cops show up and he acts like he has another, <laughs> another box as a bomb. And it actually is. And like he goes, uh, I work for the post office so you know I'm unstable. <laughs> and then the bomb goes off and he goes oh man that was really a bomb <laughs> and then you learn that this movie is a cartoon yeah, yeah exactly. exactly I know it was like oh now we, we've gone into Looney Tunes land right so then uh, Arnold gets dropped off at his house because his car was eaten alive by the self side of Chicago and oh <laughs> shit Phil Hartman is putting the star on top of his tree probably just <laughs> pork at his wife Surprised you could actually get up there on the tree without just poking and having to flip over. <laughs> there was one point. There was. I have to. Now I forgot about it. But there was one point earlier when what's it? Arnold was talking to his son on the phone. He was getting mad at him. Where the kid goes uh, that uh, his mom was petting Ted. Yeah, which is in the name like, of that what? ranger. And I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious. Again, children's movie, but that just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> oh God. Phil Harmon is trying to cuck Arnold so badly that he's even taken advantage of his Christmas ornaments. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a sad state of affairs in the uh, in the world of Minneapolis slash I don't know. Guys, we're we're dwelling on some pretty insignificant stuff. Let's get to the part where Arnold punches a reindeer. All right, yeah. So Arnold knows that uh, Phil Harmon left uh, his uh, Turbo Man under his tree, and then you get a nice Phil Harmon voiceover of him just saying that his Turbo Man is nestled safely under his tree. Nestled safely under our tree. Safely under our tree. Safely under our tree. <laughs> so then Arnold just breaks <laughs> into Harmon's house. Convincing nod. <laughs> it's like, yes! <laughs> oh, I know what to do. <laughs> I've got it. I know what I'm going to do now. Credit card <laughs> swipe the door, and somehow that works, and he gets in. <laughs> okay. Right, because he's a secret agent, mattress salesman. <laughs> it's just a cover. Well, I think he usually delivers his mattresses at night while people are asleep. <laughs> yeah. Get out of bed. You have a new one. <laughs> oh, my God. Get out. He delivers, his, he delivers his mattresses like the first scene in Eraser. <laughs> God, that's going to be coming soon. We have to do Eraser. Oh, God. It's, a, it's one of my favorites, guys. Same year as this movie, too. He did yeah. this one in Eraser. <laughs> yep. It was a strong year. Or not a strong year, according to the box office, but that's okay. <laughs> You're telling me yeah. that Eraser didn't do well at the box office? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it for one second. <laughs> 
So you tell me that James Conn's gonna do a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and it's not gonna go well? Ice T, please <laughs> calm yourself. <laughs> All right, well, mm. things get worse because after Arnold take, uh, talks to himself out loud and decides to return the toy, this fucking rabia-infested reindeer sees Arnold outside and charges at him, just destroying half of the house. And then, uh, pretty hilarious, too, because you know, first Arnold's just trying to beat out the fire with all, with uh, Phil Hartman's Christmas stockings and then just drop-kicking um, some ornaments straight out of uh, the window until the Christmas callers. <laughs> it's, it's one of the three wise men's head. <laughs> <laughs> It was Balthazar. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, I will say, I I think people recognize by now, this was not my favorite movie, but there were certain parts in this that I thought were really funny. One, the head being on fire, and then me, me kicked out the window into a bunch of cal- or carolers was <laughs> it's pretty pure good. gold. It's pretty good. Pure and then comic Phil gold. Hartman's line, oh, Balthazar. <laughs> exactly. He was so sad. <laughs> it was very good, yeah. His delivery was, was great. Then after Arnold's wife decides to have uh, Phil Harmon drive him to the Christmas parade, Phil Harmon goes, you can't bench press yourself out of this one. (laughs) (laughs) They're all so good. I want to know the other predicaments that Phil Harmon saw uh, Arnold's character bench press his way out of. (laughs) (laughs) Did, Did we skip over the part where after he punches the reindeer, the reindeer says, ow? No, that happens right after this. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. So there you go. He punches a reindeer. <laughs> he says, ow. <laughs> and then he gives a Miller High Life. Yeah, then he gets the, the reindeer drunk. I was like, what the fuck? That's what I mean when this goes off the rails. It started out as a story about, like, oh, like a bad dad that's, like, you know, he's too focused on his career. And then within, like, ten minutes, he's, yeah. you know, set fire to a wise man, his head <laughs> out the door, punched a reindeer in the face and then got it drunk and i was like what the fuck what well, then brings it to shopping. his backyard too yeah he brings it over i was like was he like so did he drag it yeah so i he just, just literally ko'd it i so. can just see this movie like this the writer of this movie in the pitch room being like all right here it is it's a heartwarming tale about a dad that works too much and then has to rekindle his relationship with his wife and his son once he learns a couple good lessons. I'm thinking Tom Hanks going to be the main character. I'm thinking, you know, he's like, I, like I'm thinking James Conn's going to be the neighbor. And they're like, all right, great ideas. We love where you're coming from. Here's our notes. Arnold Schwarzenegger, drunk reindeer, Phil Hartman. <laughs> Send <laughs> a lonely, and then, and then the guy just uh, the writer just jumps out the the, the the wealth story window of the office building that this was going on. <laughs> no, no, but before that they go, we can't get Tom Hanks, but we can get his wife. <laughs> Tom Hanks right. will be on set. Right, yeah, <laughs> he's not going to be in the movie. We can't afford him, but he'll be on set. <laughs> the writer's just like you know, he's just kind of scratching his chin. It's like, uh huh. Uh huh. Just dives out the window. <laughs> and you're saying my name's going to be attached to this? You say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, I bid you good day. Talking about the mighty that have fallen. Did y'all notice that Chris Columbus was actually a producer, uh, a producer on this film? Yeah, certainly did. His it wasn't his production company, isn't that 1492? Yeah. That has uh, to be yeah. right? Yeah, uh, it's Who's kind Christopher of Christopher Columbus. He was the uh, he was the director from Home Alone, <laughs> and he discovered America in 1492. I mean, one, one or the other is, 
arguably more famous. He I've, did the I've, first two Harry Potters too. I heard of yeah. I heard of the producer from Home Alone, but who's this other one you're talking about, Max? <laughs> <laughs> He's the founder of our country who drove out a bunch of native people. Bunch of native savages. Right. Right. Interesting. Happy Columbus Day, everybody. Uh, it's Happy. actually called Indigenous People Day. That's damn right it is, Tim. You, me, and the Cambridge City Council are on the same page. Right. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> Max is like, I'm glad to see that we're back on track. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, also, why doesn't Arnold's wife get out of the car with the kids when they get to the parade? Yeah. She's trying to see how this whole thing plays out with Phil Hartman, you know? Yeah. Evidently, she just wants Phil Hartman to just meet you or... Because that happens. Ugh. There was some reason. It was discussed, and she, I don't think it was like... She wasn't... It was a dumb reason. Yeah. They didn't a have a parking reason. spot. So they're right. like, Mom, can we get out here and watch the parade? She's like, sure. I'll just leave you two eight-year-olds just to run into the public street. Bye. <laughs> and they, they just, just drove up. To the front of the parade, there's like there's like a, there's like three can't park here, and they just like drove there and like okay, we can't park here. It's like, wh- what is this? Is this like like small town Nebraska living? No, this is Minneapolis. You can't do this shit. <laughs> oh god! Don't worry, Ted's here. Uh, yeah, gross. so that happens, and then he just gets a bunch of eggnog spilt on him, and he looks like uh. Stan from South Park after a bunch of spooky ghosts attack him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, that's what I was gonna say. I, I said uh, uh, P- Phil's got a pants full of eggnog before catching a load of it to the face. <laughs> that didn't go according to plan. <laughs> oh, I'm a very eligible bachelor. You asked me how to marinate ahi tuna. It was, it was so funny because I was like, this is going to be really bad, uncomfortable. Uh, and it like was because it was yep. it's a bad thing to do. But that being said, like it was hilarious because he's just like, I knew I knew when I first saw you at like the Memorial Day barbecue. Yes. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. All right. Yeah. At least that's Too specific. That happened. Ted, just your neighborhood Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yep. Marinating ahi tuna in Italian dressing. That's a, that's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, that's fu- what a, what a wasted what a wasted primo tuna in Italian dressing. Right. Fuck this guy. Fuck Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I totally reverse positions on him. <laughs> so no, I, um. Yeah yeah oh, okay. well, <laughs> yeah. There, don't worry. About it. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go back to bed, guys. <laughs> Time to return to my nap. So um, after this, Arnold runs into this poor cop who just he spills a bunch of coffee onto this bastard. Evidently, he was able to clean himself off after this bomb exploding in his hand, so he's fine. But yeah. you know, apparently, the coffee hurt no more. Limbs not hurt. Yeah, it's just fine. Yeah. Also, so this guy was uh, Jim West from the original Wild Wild West TV show. Mm. I had to look him up. I'm like, this guy has to be somebody from something. If they just keep on showing him, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. That's who he is. Because for a while I was very confused why I kept caring about this fucking yeah. cop. Wild Wild West. So, um... Chicka chicka. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's chasing Arnold and Arnold just runs into some warehouse and they just... A bunch of crews there and they just strip him down and put him into the Turbo Man suit. 
And then also uh, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is there, and he's the pink yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. He looks exactly the same. He does. He's like 10 years later. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell have you been? Also, kind of strange that Arnold doesn't know that they're putting him into this Turbo Man suit, even though he's been like chasing after this exact thing all day. He doesn't recognize it, though. <laughs> So what well, are you like doing? Was, what do you put me like into? Was, I was just saying, I felt like this was like a worst gear, worst gearing up scene from Batman and Robin. It was just like fast cuts of like yeah. people strapping Arnold into this spandex suit, but no dick and ass shots. So he just—it's no Which fun. Is disappointing. <laughs> yep. Um. Also, though, so then, you know, he comes out and he's Turbo Man. And I do remember thinking as a kid seeing this movie in theaters that Arnold would make a great superhero because he's already built like one. He's like one of the only actors who actually is already built like a superhero from a comic book. Yeah. yeah. That's true. He's I also... Think that suit fit him perfectly, so... Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, like, he's also the only actor who looks smaller in a muscle suit. <laughs> right. So... Arnold as Turbo Man is just loving all the attention and he's going to be able to select a lucky kid from the audience who will be able to win a special edition Turbo Man doll, which is like three feet tall. And yeah. um, laugh out loud funny when Arnold actually gets a toy and he acts like he just won the Super Bowl and he's holding the trophy. He's like, yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. so fucking pumped. The crowd's going wild. It's just like the Kevin Garnett anything's possible moment. He finally has a toy. <laughs> I think the adults would be a little like, why is this Why is this obvious actor in a suit so excited about holding this doll? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would have just thought, I'm like, man, this guy's really selling it. Right, exactly. Or just like, maybe, hey, this looks like the guy that lives right down the road from us. And his accent proves it. Arnold picks out uh, his kid from the crowd, but oh no, Sinbad steals the villain Dementor towards <laughs> and uh, after tying up the uh, the actor so he's also got kidnapping and go along with multiple bomb threats on Christmas Eve um, so that's good it turned out he actually like was a real villain like in real yeah. life like Sinbad plays one but he's actually like gonna be in a shit ton of trouble oh he's going to jail for a long time oh yeah oh yeah, yeah it's... Uh, there Sinbad was... went to jail in no. this movie. In this movie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go back to sleep, Tim. <laughs> Tim's like, let's turn him out. Sorry for waking you up, Tim. <laughs> no, no, no. Who, 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 what? Simply went to jail? <laughs> well, yeah, well, to Paco's point, I was going to go break him out. <laughs> there was a laugh out loud uh, laugh out loud moment in this scene where, like, Simbad's running through the parade and he goes, Get out of my way, box! <laughs> I know, the toy box. <laughs> oh, yeah. He also punches uh, Booster and he goes, No one likes you, Booster! And he, the thing like falls off the stage and all the little kids just start attacking him. He's like, We don't like you! Yeah, uh. I was like, What? How did this happen? <laughs> it was like, the, the kids turn ravenous and they're like, Yeah, let's murder this person, let's murder Booger. And they're like, Wait, no! <laughs> yeah, and then uh, before he. Uh, just straight up just like stiff arms that box he also gets kicked in the dick by Arnold's kid <laughs> which is also good also uh, unnecessarily flips over a popcorn vendor and just goes like stupid popcorn <laughs> those were his some those were some of his less uh, less creative uh, improvised lines 
Yeah. <laughs> I did like the, you think you could outsmart me? And he's just pointing to like the brain that's like swishing in his head. Yeah, I was going to say, we all know that's not actually your brain, Sinbad, correct? He doesn't this know. This is a costume. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. That's what you think. <laughs> also, this suit is like the real life Iron Man suit because Arnold just starts flying all over the city. And then he, Sinbad, and the son, Jamie, all die. But not really, even though they all fall from the top of this building. But Let's, Arnold saves Jamie. I just put, when he's flying around like that, I said, it's too bad he didn't have a metal door to surf to safety. <laughs> yeah, he's... Because we all know that's the only way, really. Right. To, that's it. To help The only way physics will allow. Mm. <laughs> No, right. this, is, this is one the movie just went full retard though. Yeah, yeah. I, this I was like, just, okay, that's what I was gonna say. You really yeah. lost the plot here because at some point they have to. People just have to realize this isn't how parades go. You know what I mean? Where people are, like running and sprinting around, <laughs> like causing or this mayhem. This has been a realistic movie this entire time, and then all of a sudden it's like a. It's just not realistic anymore. It's a cartoon. <laughs> I like the problem that just doesn't like it because this isn't how parades are run. <laughs> this isn't a parade. <laughs> the logistics behind this just don't make a damn lick of sense. <laughs> I just have to. I just have to say they actually gave him a real fucking jetpack. How? How is that possible? And apparently he like learns how to fly a jetpack, which has never been created. Like they've never actually created a jetpack that can like sustain flight for more than like five seconds. He learns how to fly it in like no. you know, a minute and a half. He's like, I'm getting the hang of this now. <laughs> now he's flying around like he's fucking Iron Man. Again, this is not how parades are supposed to be run. It's a good point. It's a good point. You're damn right, Max. <laughs> and also, how stupid is Arnold's family? Like, no wonder why he worked all the fucking time. Because neither his son or his wife realized that Arnold's wearing the suit. Right. Yes. Like, Thank he had a you, fucking yes. visor on, and he's still talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh. That's, str- that's strange that my my husband also has an Austrian accent. And similar <laughs> similar stature as this, this, this person. I wonder if it could be my husband. I've, I, I believe I've said this in other movies, but again, quote, this is out of control. He's not in a disguise. It's a visor. <laughs> it is. It's a visor. It's a clear see-through <laughs> visor that has your husband's face behind it. Figure out who he is. Like, if your parent says your name out in public, it doesn't matter. Like, if, you know, you're going to just look up immediately. So if you have someone going, Jamie! Jamie, over here! Like, you're not gonna just think that's your fucking dad? <laughs> Jamie! <laughs> Get oh, over here, Jamie! <laughs> well, it sounds like my dad, but this guy's wearing a visor, and I don't think my dad's ever worn a visor, so it can't be. And he's him. not Turbo Man. Yeah. Hmm. So, oh, okay. Is, is Turbo Man really my dad? Is that why my, my dad doesn't love me? Yeah. <laughs> this kid's like 12 years old. He needs to stop believing in fucking fake shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, same cop who just keeps on showing up and getting fucked up uh, gives Jamie the Turbo Man, and uh, but Jamie gives it to Simbad because he has the real Turbo Man. And uh, Arnold awkwardly smiles back at his son as he's getting carried through the parade. Some real shitty acting by Arnold in this scene, by the way. Just, Jamie, don't you want the toy? I love you guys. Yeah. I love you more than anything. Anything. Even more than my maid. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's more not true. More than my secret family. 
I'm creating right now. <laughs> the movie ends with Arnold putting the star on top of the tree. And his wife asks him uh, what he got her for Christmas. And oh boy, here we go again. Quick zoom shot of Arnold's wide-eyed face. Is Arnold going to have to do it all over again, guys? The answer is no. The answer is no. Because he just he finally recognizes the fact that he has a shit-faced reindeer out back and goes, holy shit, I need to take care of this. <laughs> what is that sound? This, definitely- <laughs> this violates many city ordinances. <laughs> oh, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, all the shit that he's done today and the things that's going to be his downfall is just animal cruelty. He's just giving beer to a fucking reindeer. Right. <laughs> also, so just to, just to like an overarching theme of this uh, movie about how like Phil Hartman is like this player in the neighborhood. Would any of those wives have? They all would have been swooning over Arnold. You know what I mean? Dude's dude's handsome. He's buff. He's he's a foreign. Like, come on, yep. Arnold. He's Arnold never around big, though. Well, you know, uh, you know Phil Hartman's that's available. Mis- that's mi- that's mysterious. I mean, yeah, but available guys never get the girl. Max, mysterious guys get the girl. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking that just another Always Sunny reference is that uh, Phil Harmon's just picking up the scraps. Yeah. I come in for scraps. <laughs> I got my Wada hundreds and my Magnum condoms. Uh, well, that's the movie, guys. And we don't have to watch it again for another 22 years or never again. Oh, never again would be my preferred. <laughs> I like the latter, if you don't mind. Have a trivia. It's not a lot of trivia here because this movie fucking sucked. Uh, and this is pretty fucked up, though. So the script idea came from a Detroit high school teacher who submitted the script to 20th Century Fox, but he never received credit or any money. So he sued and uh, originally won $19 million, but then Fox appealed it and the payment was dropped down to $1.5 million. So I, I heard something about this, too, that like... He took him to court, won or whatever, and then like there was an appeal, yep. and then it came back or whatever, and he died before he ever got paid. <sighs> so fucked up. This movie made like $150 million. It's like, just give the guy the fucking money. Yeah. Seriously. He wrote the fucking movie. And he's a school Stole teacher. idea. Yeah, and he's a school teacher in Detroit. He's not making shit. Right. Give him like point zero five percent, and that's going to be like a lifetime of money for that di- for that guy. But um, Joe Pesci was originally uh, was going to be uh, Sinbad's role, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chris really? Columbus, funny enough, yeah, Chris Columbus from uh, Home Alone said no, and uh, they switched it out for Sinbad because uh, they thought that Good. Joe Pesci was way too small to be next to Arnold. Just funny right. since Arnold Has did he never two seen comedies twins? with. <laughs> I was going to say because he did two movies with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Twins and Junior. Also, Tim Allen. They considered uh, Tim Allen for Arnold's role as well. Would have been a, would have been a better cast. Yeah, I feel like Tim Allen would have been really good. Um, also, so in the beginning of the movie, when Arnold signs a contract while talking on the phone, he actually signed it Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 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 and that's the trivia. So, going to some of the questions. Uh, who is your favorite and least favorite character in this movie? Uh, mine would be Ted. My favorite character is Ted. I like his hustle. <laughs> And uh, my least favorite character is definitely Jamie because he's a little pissant, needs to get a fucking job, <laughs> needs to realize that uh, he's got it pretty good. Yeah. That's my opinion. Little baby back bitch. Hey, that's exactly right, Max. Thank you. 
I was I was actually going to do the exact same two as Tim, but I don't want to now. So Damn it. I will. <laughs> so I'm going to do a Sinbad because he was kind of my second favorite. I thought Sinbad was hilarious throughout mm. this, just like pure nonsense, like pure insanity. Um, person I I did not like. Let's see. I mean, yeah, I don't like the kid, but I'm just going to say the mom because the mom was just kind of like nothing. You know, what I mean, she was just oh, so, oh she's ready. That? Sorry, someone's yeah, no, tea's my ready. Tea, my tea's ready, so excuse me, everyone. <laughs> I have my tea now. <laughs> Wait, that was a real thing? I heard yeah, someone's was, tea yeah. going off. Yeah, my, yeah, my oh my god. Tea. <laughs> well, uh, I, you guys took each of my first two, so I'm going to have to stick with my second one, which is favorite Sinbad, because he's fucking hilarious. Carries the movie. I, him and him and Phil Hartman both. Uh, my least favorite w- w- was Arnold. Uh, he he he's a fucking piece of shit. Can't fucking keep his shit together. His life's falling apart. Yeah. Hmm. Not true. He's got a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking bills. Yeah. yeah. There are only like five characters in this movie, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is not a terribly. And you know what? Actually, no. I'm taking my back. Jim Belushi's the worst. Everything he's in, fucking ruined. He's the worst. This is Tom Hanks is off the hook. I'm bringing wrong my back kid on. died. <laughs> Prevo has no opinion on the character in the movie. He just has a strong opinion. No, on Jim exactly. <laughs> also, uh, this makes more sense why Preble's uh, computer is so loud. It's because it's on the stove. So that makes sense. <laughs> you know what, guys? I gotta make I gotta make meals, okay, in my tiny, tiny box, okay. So I don't. You know what? I gotta feed this family of muskrats I've I've adopted. <laughs> and damn it, I'm gonna do it. Right. I'm not it's fucking around here. Um, my favorite. I'll say Simbad as well. Although I, I thought that he was, I originally thought that he was in this movie a lot more, but he really wasn't. He probably only had like. 10 or 15 minutes of actual screen time in this, which I was kind of surprised yeah. about. And, uh, least favorite, I'm going to say Phil Hartman's fat son. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even mention him, so that's why he now fucking he... sucks. <laughs> Stop being so fat, you fucking fatty. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Take the reason that. why you can't be Turbo Man when you play with Arnold's kid is because you're too fucking fat, so you gotta be the pink bear. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you, kid. Yeah. Get skinny. Start getting skinny. Stop being fat. Alienating more people. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing that's gonna that's gonna shape our audience. You know what, child? No Just pun give up on life. Get Eat the your chocolate. Tremble, you fatso. <laughs> Perfect. Tebby. If you could change the title of this movie, what would it be? I would say Humping Iron. How Phil Hartman impregnated Arnold Schwarzenegger. And his nanny. <laughs> Hmm. I'll say Silent Night, the horrors of a suburban mom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would change it to, hmm, like, my, my name's Ted. You might remember me from such films as I've impregnated the whole neighborhood and now I'm going to be a social outcast because this is definitely, definitely getting out that I tried to, like, assault the other mom. I think that's the long title. <laughs> that's good. It's a working title. <laughs> yeah, I like, that, I like that title, Preble. Thank you. You you probably need like eight covers to like you know eight billboards. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's a, a good, lot. It's a good title. 
<laughs> this movie's called Two Brothers. <laughs> it's 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 two it's, it's two, two brothers, brothers. <laughs> two brothers. <laughs> I would uh, I would uh, rename it to uh, Rock'em Sock'em Reindeer. And, um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and uh, I would make it so that the reindeer uh, at the end of the movie could play guitar and play it a sweet guitar lick for the end credits <laughs> with some uh, with some aviators on. Yeah. Yo, wow. Yeah, mm. are you in my mind right now, Mac? Because <laughs> I'm seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm like the. I'm like the studio exec sitting across from the writers. <laughs> <laughs> Great title. I like your title. I can tell you put a lot of time into it. Here's a new title: Rock'em Sock'em Reindeer. <laughs> I know you thought about this your whole time. This is your magnum opus, but how about reindeer buds back in the saddle? It's like what? No, no, no! Please don't, please don't. It's more, it's more like. Oh, so I got an idea. Here's what we're gonna do: rocket soccer reindeer part two. Well, there's never a part one, Stan. I don't care. Just get it done. Yeah. But what if we just make the story to Phil Hartman's life and it's called Rain dot 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 dear and it's just raining bitches. I, I thought that was going a different that, direction. I thought it was about to get really dark. Yeah, I did too as I was saying it so I had to change it up. <laughs> Phil Hartman behind the music. Bam, dint, bam. VH1 classic. Unlike IMDb with their 0 through 10 score or Rotten Tomatoes with their certified fresh score, we decided to make our own scoring system. So, guys, what would your score be? $10,000 a month to hide one illegitimate kid from one Kennedy relative. (laughs) That's extremely hard to do because the Kennedys know every single aspect of hiding illegitimate kids. Most of them are illegitimate. (laughs) Only way you can tell is from those fucking... Jacked up teeth. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, are you a, uh, my dad? Uh, yeah, no, Ask not, not what your father can do for you. Ask what you can clean around the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody else? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Alright, well this is a great podcast. Well, that's the show, guys. <laughs> 20th and last episode. Good times. <laughs> I guess I would say I would give this um, one sucker punch moose over a nice six pack of their high life over what is it 150 criminal Santa Clauses including one tiny person probably you really like this movie I gave it an impossible ratio so you know I have to like it <laughs> it comes up as an error on the graphing calculator yeah, that's how you know. Pull out your TI-83s, gang. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this um, 10,221 um, sexual assault accusations against Ted in today's climate. And uh, that would be over... Um, one job that I want Jamie to get. <laughs> so that's my score. I'm going to give us all the undelivered mail that Sinbad threw out out of 20 years in federal prison. 
Yeah. <laughs> You'd be very yes. fortunate in the, the tough on crime 90s to escape after apparently like kid, kidnapping a boy and then another guy. It's like, oh, God. Kidnapping a boy, multiple bomb threats, assaulting police officers, choking out women. It's rough Christmas Eve. Eve. <laughs> well, that's the episode. I think that we're digressing here, so we need to start picking some new movies. Um, if you like the show, <laughs> please write and review uh, on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram by clicking the links at the bottom of our description box of this episode. You can also email us at tdbackrow at gmail.com. And actually, speaking of emails, we actually did get one that was not from Derek. So, hey! You need to read it. Who was it from? Well, this comes from a little Billy D in Maine. Oh, no. what it says. Little oh. Billy D. <laughs> Dearest Dicks, I have just concluded episode 11, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And I would like to up. say... Yeah, let me fucking read it, and then you can talk. I would like to say... <laughs> This is coming in. This is this is uh, this is Billy D who's saying this, not me. Um, <laughs> and I would like to say that the absence of puns and otherwise pun cast jokes was disconcerting, as I have some episodes to catch up on. I sincerely hope that this is not an indication of future trends. In conclusion, more puns. <laughs> that's a very that's a very specific request. <laughs> You know what? We can only do our best to honor that request from that one diehard fan dying somewhere of malaria. So we hope you pull through, Billy boy. Yeah, this new year we'll do our best to put the pun back in podcast. Because what? the P in podcast oh, stands for pun, right? Puncast. Puncast. Boy, we're, we're really getting good at this, guys. We are. For damn show. Unfortunately, um, poor little Billy D had already tuned off at this point after we just made fun of him, so he'll never know that we answered his mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So until next time, be careful this holiday season. Uh, because after all the shows that we covered this month, uh, really be careful on Christmas Eve because you will be subjected to sexual assault, random acts of violence, family neglect, and of course, zero consequences from the police. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Merriest of Christmases to all the people Merry. out there. I'm here. Mm. Oh, mm. these cookies! <laughs> I gotta get the recipe for <laughs> Put that cookie down! No! <laughs> no! Oh, God. What a time to be alive. Also, when Arnold screamed that out, you know, so the woman next to him on the payphone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Put the cookie down! <laughs> no! Oh, Very easily God. could have replaced Cookie with Gun, and it would have been any every any other line from his movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put the gun down. No. Here's my wife. Don't touch her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only I can touch other people's wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. You see my contract. <laughs>